young people should not drink. A study, the first of its kind in the world, has found that people under the age of 40 actually risk their health if they drink more than just a few sips of beer or wine per day. And the study recommends that young people do not drink alcohol at all. Here's our friend, vaccine researcher, family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, who joins us for more on this. Dr. Gorfinkel, good afternoon. A warm good afternoon to you, Jeff. Okay, this is part of a wider study on mortality that was started all the way back in 1990. Uh, why do they believe alcohol consumption, Dr. Gorfinkel, is so dangerous for those particularly under the age of 40? Yeah, first, hats off to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. This is a massive study that expands over 30 years from 1990 to 2020. Because if you're going to understand the health outcomes in 204 countries and people between the ages 50, 15 and 95, it's going to take a lot of work. And this is just incredible. So what did they find? That there is no safe amount for kids, well, not kids, 15 to 39-year-old adults. There is no safe amount. I mean, you're talking one tablespoon of wine a day maximum, a quarter cup of beer a day, one teaspoon of liquor a day. That's the safe amount for that age group. It is in the top three carcinogens in the world. Who would have known? Smoking is number one. Obesity is number two. But alcohol is the number three. It's a, it's, it's a top carcinogen. People don't realize it's associated with breast cancer, liver cancer. Basically, every, sub, every area that it touches, from the mouth to the lips to the esophagus, you know, the entire intestine is associated with those cancers. So I think the messaging to kids especially has to change. You know, what, what are they told? Let's think about this. They're told, work hard, play hard. Alcohol is framed as a reward to them. It's almost looked at as a rite of passage, a, a state of independence. It's equated with social success. So that basic messaging has to change. But what about for people between the ages 40 and 64? Now, here they actually did find a benefit to having a maximum of two standard drinks a day. So that's a standard drink is 100 milliliters. 375 milliliters of beer or 30 milliliters of liquor. I ask you, are we teaching our differences in alcohol contents? I think our, our whole approach to it is, is, is completely backwards. Yeah, well, listen, you raise a couple of very interesting uh, points, and I want to ask you about that over 40, that they're recommending a maximum of two drinks a day can actually have a health benefit. Why is it if I'm over this, this magical age of 40, alcohol all of a sudden can be good for me? This particular study does not address the whys and wherefores, but that's not the only study that's shown it. There have been many studies in the past that show when people over the age of 40 have less than two drinks a day, it's actually associated with a lower risk of heart disease, a lower risk of stroke, and a lower risk of type 2 diabetes. Now, it could come at the cost of calories. It could come at the cost of irritation to their stomach or, you know, heartburn. I certainly see a lot of that in my practice. Now, this study, to be fair, did have some drawbacks. It did not examine the pattern of drinking. So I don't think it's fair to say a person can take, well, two drinks a day times seven days a week and have 14 drinks on a Saturday night. It just did not even look at the pattern of drinking. It just says that the maximum two drinks 
And the alcohol in the study, to be fair, is self-reported, and it did not include drinking that took place during the pandemic. Notice it stopped in 2020, but it does expand 30 years. It's, a, it's, a, it's probably the best study we have so far on what constitutes safe alcohol consumption. Yeah. Can you also expand a little bit on why alcohol is one of the top three carcinogens? I mean, why is that? I mean, I think we've all heard, long heard that alcohol is actually a a toxin. I mean, are we ingesting, are we introducing actual uh, toxicity, toxins into our body every time we consume alcohol? Well, it's broken down to acid aldehyde. And this is something that can directly damage DNA and cause a normal cell to transform into a cancerous cell. It also is directly toxic to tissues, so it creates a lot of inflammation, and inflammation over time tends to be carcinogenic. And then finally, it can also change hormone levels for the worst, and that's why breast cancer goes up with alcohol consumption in women. So what's interesting is that when they looked at kids, people 15 to 39 years of age. They found absolutely no health benefits to drinking alcohol at all. Um, And nearly three in five people in 2020 were consuming unsafe amounts, over three quarters of whom were male. So I think we'd really need to target this messaging, especially in kids who are in high school, so that we can change that messaging from the rite of passage to, wait a second, look at what we're really doing, and we have to have an awareness of what is alcohol in each type of drink. Yeah, and you would have to think if we do change that messaging, if this new study is part of that, if people look at alcohol differently earlier in life, between the ages of 15 and 39, when they're a little older, between 40 and 60, and there are some health benefits uh, towards uh, consuming alcohol or regarding consuming alcohol, that uh, maybe you are then less likely to uh, abuse alcohol, perhaps. That's a possibility. And I think what happens is that the worst outcomes come in younger people. Like that's, I think that's a real take home. And it's interesting, Canada is not the worst country out there by a mile. We're rated number 44 out of all these countries. And the top, but much ahead of us is Germany, Ireland, Spain, even the U.S. ranks greater alcohol consumption than Canada does. And not surprisingly, the lowest are Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Bangladesh, and uh, Mauritania, I think, was also really low in Somalia. These are these these are countries that drink ag- actually zero alcohol, or at least that's what they report. All right. Well, listen. Very interesting. Very eye opening. Uh, this study, uh, Dr. Gorfinkel. Appreciate your time as always, and thank you so much uh, for breaking it down for us. Many thanks for having me. You bet. There goes Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, family doctor and vaccine researcher. Here on the Jeff MacArthur Show. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.